Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, Ian and I are talking about a market update, looking at Black Friday and how to keep the momentum going throughout the Christmas period. So let's get started. Hey Ian, how are you? Hi Mark, I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm all right, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, did you oh, just watch the game, England game against Wales? It was quite, uh, it was quite good. Unless you're Welsh, obviously. But three um, nil. Yeah, three nil. It was funny because we were just on the call with everybody on the implementation program, and there was an American there, and she's like, "What are you talking about?" It's like, yeah, <laughs> hard for her, Soccer. hard for her, because. She, she does not. Not only does she not know much about English sport, but also she, her, in America, she's, her family's not interested in sport at all. So she's like doubly removed from yeah. um, from like what's going on. It's like, why is everybody leaving the court? It's like, yeah, because England playing Wales. Ah, uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. I thought we, today we would talk about a market update because you know everybody's gone through the Black Friday weekend. Um, a lot of you know Black Friday yeah. month, and um, we want to kind of talk about what now, how to keep the momentum going, um, how we're thinking about it, uh, that kind of side of things. So, I, I probably why don't you just kind of lead us into um, your side of Black Friday from you know from the things you've got access to, and then I'll talk about it from yeah. my side and see how people yeah. did, and um, and then yeah. we'll, we'll get into it from there. Yeah, ear, yeah, ears to the ground. So the reason why I said Black Friday month, because I corrected you, because you said weekend, yeah. and I said month, is because generally this year um, it was spread out. People went into it a lot earlier. So they launched Black Friday really quite early on in November. Yeah. Um, quite a few people just said first of November, it's the whole Black Friday month. And I think if you go back probably, I don't know, four or five years ago, you you had a massive massive spike on the black friday and around that mm. weekend and then on cyber monday but it was to be honest a lot of retailers it was a it was a bit of a nightmare because you know you had such an influx of orders that it just crashed everything not only did it crash the website it often crashed the the logistics arm as well and customer service it was a right pain so you know basically my advice was always to to spread it out a bit, go a bit earlier. And the other reason we said go a bit earlier this year is because if you are sometimes a smaller player in a bigger industry, you can get lost if you leave it too late. You know, so if you're a you know a small brand and the big boys go into their big offer up to sixty percent off Black Friday weekend, and you you you're just launching your Black Friday weekend um, at the same time as everyone else. You know they're going to buy from the big boys because they've got a much bigger reach and much bigger clout. So generally, Black Friday update was, I think, it was really successful for most people. Um, it was spread out 
quite evenly across November. Um, we didn't yeah. get that massive peak and spike on on Black Friday or Cyber Monday, um, but it was just evenly spread, and I think generally a lot more relaxing um, yeah. for customers seeing it seeing it gradually build and that momentum. And and I think the you know, what we basically saw was was doubling of conversion rates really throughout. You know, I would say overall for the whole of November, everything was up. I mean, ROAS for most clients doubled, conversion doubled. You know, everyone was on fire. Yeah, recruitment really. was good. Recruitment was good. Yeah. And this is just general feeling of what I feel that the market is, is that people have still got money, but they just want a reason. They just want a rational reason to spend because they're seeing all the, you know, they're seeing a lot of headlines about what's going on and they're kind of going, well, I, pr- I probably should do it now because of the offer and 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 that's that's yeah. kind of what happened um and you know particularly on you know the demo stores and the, the stores i run and, and i buy for they went early and they did well and what black friday is it's it's a believable reason why people have a sale and what we're looking for in e-commerce particularly in this is environment is is a believable reason it's the reason why in the offer which we talk about with the offer architecture and the reason why was there and we were able to kind of like egg it out for pretty much the whole of November yeah. and do something each weekend and, you know, take, take a phenomenal amount of sales compared to where we were the week, the week before yeah. um, and actually recruit really well because normally we'd say that Black Friday is, you know, you're hammering your house file and that's where you get sales from. Um, but with, with quite a few of the businesses, now we're actually looking at the drop-by-drop um, report and the drop-by-drop report is looking at the recruitment ROAS and how many customers we're recruiting each day. Um, you can actually see that the Black Friday, it feels like it's an email offer to your house file, but actually in those emails, you're actually recruiting people from your email list who've never bought before. Um, quite, you know, because like yeah. take the bedding site, that, that for example, like you can see that on a normal day, you might recruit 80% and then 20% of orders. On Black Friday, it was about 50-50, just a lot bigger but a lot bigger, but there's obviously, a, you know, the, the recruitment in those days and you go from, you know, doing, you know, 10% in a normal day to like 10 times the amount of Black Friday, you're still recruiting a lot during those times. So it's so important to split it out in terms of existing customers and new customers each day because well, so it gives it, you the, yeah, full, it makes, the, the full feel. Are you t- sorry, you're talking about generally about the drop by drop. Yeah. And the drop by drop is basically, so you can see how many new customers you're recruiting um, over versus your ads, your, your paid, yeah. your, your budget basically. How much you're spending? How much you're getting back for new? Um, what that's made I think me the glue. Just sorry, go on. We go for it. I was just yeah. saying what it's made me realise is that in order to recruit, um, we have to have a lot of email uh, activity to flush out those See, sales. I was going to say that. Mm. That's good. I was going to say that. We're aligned. Yeah. Last yeah. week we had a problem with the podcast because there was a delay, yeah, of like two and a half seconds. Yeah, so we, and just we didn't realise it until. Heads. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah. It was annoying. It was really quite painful to listen to. You were right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> probably should re-record it. But yeah, you're right on on email. Um, email was the glue, and I think it it, it 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 tends to be the glue for so many. You know, even out of I mean, you know. All the time, all, all year round, not just not just Black mm. Friday month, mm. um, but it tended to be that we we got good click through, we got a lot of email signups, and then we used email 
to flush out the almost buyers. Yeah. We're emailing a lot. I mean, it's just talking about our demo store, but all of our clients are doing the same thing. We're emailing like once, twice a day yeah. sometimes. Yeah. Um, and it's it needed that sort of push. And generally, you know, the reason Black Friday works is very, very, very simple. Um, it's because there's a reason to buy. You know, there's there's a genuine feeling that there's a deal on the table, whether or not that deal is actually the same deal that it was the previous weekend, months, weeks of the year, it just feels more genuine and it is going to end. Um, yeah. So, you know, an email was the thing that, that, that flushed out those, those almost buyers. Well, it was interesting because um, I was working with someone and they actually put their prices up to increase their margins just before Black Friday and they were worried that that was going to affect the sales. And yet the Black Friday was just as big and they actually got an extra 20% on, on the sales. Yeah. And that's massive in terms of cash flow. Um, I, the difference. I, I heard that from four different e-com brands this yeah. week. Because a lot yeah. of times we'd said, look, you're going to have to put your prices up a little bit to be able to play with the offer architecture. Um, now, if you're selling other people's products and, you, and people can buy those products commonly in lots of places, you, you can't do this. But if mm. it's your own brand, um, you can put your prices up. And often the worry is that you're gonna, your customers are going to email you or contact you and say, hang on a minute, you know, two days ago this, pro- this product was this price and today it's this price. And, you know, you've, you've got an offer on top and you can't, you know, we're, not, we're not stupid. And you know what? never happens that no. never happens no i mean you know, there's obviously rules in each country not that you've attentive. got to, you've got to go and yes you know, 30 days and things like that and you've got to you've got to attend to them and it's different in new zealand and australia and the uk and that kind of stuff but obviously people are expecting the prices are going to go up due to inflation and so therefore you are going to have to beat prices up and you do it right time but you know like it, it, it's interesting that the consumer will will swallow it much easier when the when it's around Black Friday because they see the deal and they want to they want they want to buy. Um, so it's the the elasticity of price always amazes me. Now you think that this is the business, and then you can you know you, we've done a lot of split tests with with pricing, and the uh, there's 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 always room to wiggle around, and you, you don't yeah. know what money you've got left on the table until you actually until you actually um work it out because often people aren't buying you because you're the cheapest thing they're buying you because they want yeah. your product and they want they want yeah. they want an offer and it's they want the, to, to get started with it i think that's really interesting the, the the when you if it's your own brand of your own stuff one of the biggest things you can play with is your pricing architecture yeah. And, you know, you've really got freedom to do that. And like you say, so when we talk about pricing architecture, I think the common misconception is that we, we are we are therefore suggesting that people buy for price and they never, well, very rarely do they buy on price alone. Just, price, just of course, price. is a factor. Yeah. Unless you're selling other people's it, products, and then it becomes unless you're um, selling other people's stuff. Mm. So when Mark and I are talking about pricing architecture, we are we are definitely not saying that price is the thing that's going to drive sales. And, and quite in in lots of cases, people listening to this this podcast will be selling um, emotional lifestyle type products. 
and nobody really needs your stuff. You know, they might want it. They might emotionally want that lovely, you know, uh, throw or cushion or sofa. They mm. might really want it, but they don't need it. And what they're looking for is a rational reason to justify that emotional need. And that's why the pricing architecture of allowing you to give the customer a reason to buy now to make that decision mm. um, is is why Black Friday worked. Yeah. And I think really coming out of Black Friday, how do you keep that momentum? Because I think a lot of businesses now will have done really well during Black Friday and they're like, now, Christ, we've gone out of Black Friday our ROAS has plummeted, our conversion rate has halved. What the hell are we going to do now? And and the thing really is that you, yes, you're going to have a lull for the next yeah. few days, possibly a week or two, but you need to start thinking about how you can drive the same excitement that Black Friday yeah. gave you yeah, and create that entertainment layer again and again and again and again. And mm. that's... That's the that's the conversation I'm having a lot in the last 48 hours. Yeah, because you're seeing a lot of people who've struggled with their recruitment ROAS and then going into Black Friday and going, "Whoa, bloody hell, my recruitment ROAS is good." You know, how do we keep this? How do we keep this going? Because you know, obviously, Black Friday was running all around year. You'd have a fantastic business, but it's not the way it is. So, you know, you are going to see it. I I expect to see a lull, maybe two or three days, where it's going to be pretty pretty poor. because you know it's really flushed out a lot of the market. People, they are like consumers are a bit like goldfish, though they do forget quite quickly um, what was happening. And obviously, we're going into Christmas, so you've got that. Um, but what what I did um, and my team did is we actually we were actually all worked uh, over Black Friday weekend because I think it's ridiculous if you're managing a lot of media buying and not not working over that weekend. I mean you know, take it, take some days off in a different part of the year because we were at the end of each day, we were looking at the recruitment roles of, of everybody and particularly on the sites where the clients are kind of going, well, it's even our own sites where I was like, well, if I can get that recruitment roles, I'm going to keep spending. And so I went really big. I mean, one site, just as an example, you know, normally spend about thousand pound a day. We went up to like four and a half thousand pound a day over the weekend because our recruitment roles was good. And then Cyber Monday, it, it didn't do work as well. And we kind of came and now we come right back. And I think those lull days, I'll actually spend a lot less um, until well, we've exactly got our next. that's exactly what the drop by drop report tells you, isn't it? That's exactly yeah. what you're supposed to do. You know, you spend big, you react quickly, you know, in the yeah. days that you can see the ROAS is growing. And in the days that it's not, you pull back. And the worst yeah. thing you can do is wait until the end of the month and go, oh, well, we probably could have spent a bit more there, or actually we should have spent a bit less on those days. You know, yeah. you should be having that continually every single day. Yeah. And the, and the mechanism of, you know, the, the agency or you, whoever's running it internally or internal departments, you have to be that agile. Yeah, you know, there's no point. It's And also, I think, I think there's, there's, I think there's a lot of, agencies and setups where people are sitting there and going they don't work the weekends and they're not looking at it like and, and therefore you can make hey whilst the sun's shining people don't realize what they're sitting on and therefore you can kind of make those changes and those it, black friday weekend is big enough to actually really make a difference and yeah. spend and go and recruit customers i mean if you know the, the demo store well, also you just said just to me that they well the email Sorry. list i was just gonna say the email list 
we went from, if you think about it, what's that percentage-wise? We increased the, e- the house email list by 30% over, just over the weekend. That's a 30% gain in the amount of emails yeah. that we've got over the weekend. So that's massive, you know, isn't it? It is. That is massive. That, I mean, that was quite surprising. Mm. Um, I was just going to say, in terms of the, ro- the ROAS that you look at, you know, in the drop-by-drop report, you know, we spent more because the cost per acquiring a customer was less. So put it this way, you know, if in over the November period or the, or the run up to Christmas, if you can recruit a customer at, you know, let's say making up some numbers, if you can recruit a customer for £10, mm. um, whereas in July it costs you £30 to recruit a customer, what 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 what's the most obvious thing you should do? Well, you spend more in the November Christmas period when it only costs you ten pounds to recruit a customer. I, I think that's so, that's key. If you look at the you know if you look at myself, like the experience Mark Hammersley now compared to the Mark Hammersley that was ten years ago, the reason I do a lot better is because when there's an opportunity, I'm just running through it harder, uh, and I'm literally reacting yeah. to it a lot a lot faster because all my numbers. I understand my numbers which is half the, half the battle. And when my numbers align, I, I, I'm actually pushing really hard. And, and, and those, you know, I, I can think of a couple of examples of that where I've literally changed my whole financial situation really on the back of running through those windows when I, when I, when I had. You know, like with one, one was the book, for example, when we launched the book and the book came out and we were selling it online and suddenly the numbers aligned, and I was spending about ten thousand dollars a month on it. The numbers aligned, and I went right, and I spent two hundred grand that month, and that 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 was massive. That was absolutely massive, and it was just because I understood the numbers, I understood what was happening, and I went big because it, it, it worked. And the same things happened in a couple of the, my e-commerce businesses. Is it's just aligned, and I've jumped through that window because I like they sometimes they're they're rare, you know, and and. Well, you make hay while the sun shines. It's just, yeah. you know, and it happens so much. And, it, and I think, you know, it's been going on for years, hundreds of years in the retail, you know, bricks and mortar business. Mm. You know, they'll have certain seasonality. They'll have people buy barbecues at this particular time. Mm. You know, the, the bank holiday, you know, weekends, people come and buy. It happens all the time. And online, it's, it's, it's exactly the same. Like, this isn't new. This has been going on for hundreds, probably thousands of years, mm. back to the Roman days, and all we're doing online is we're going, oh, gosh, lots of people are coming in the shop and buying barbecues. Maybe we should do some advertising outside the shop to get people to come in and buy. Yeah, let's do that mm. because that's what they want. And then, But, you know, the, the next week they're looking at buying something. You're just reacting quicker. It's so obvious. When you but it's, it, is about, because, it is about taking while well, you can. I think when, when things get busy, I think you get complacent. You kind of go like, you know, maybe I should be sending another email now. No, but I've had a lot of sales. It's like, well, no, you should. You should send it. You should be relentless. Yeah. You should you can you should capitalize on it because it's so much easier to capitalize on a situation when you're in that situation rather than when you're in your quiet period where no one wants to hear from you. Yeah. You know? I think so. Like in the Black Friday month, you know, November, mm. you know, you 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 sort of think, Oh, I've I've already emailed them. You know, mm. I should I've emailed them yesterday. I you know I won't I won't email them today. So tempting to do that, isn't it? Well, the thing um, about we've always known that you get more out of the pot, yeah. always overall. 
Yeah, by, by so, pushing so, it harder. So how do we keep when you how can. do we keep the momentum going? Yeah, um, coming out. So interesting, you know, for the for the for the demo store, you know, we increased the 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 uh, list by thirty percent. Clearly, some of those people won't won't have bought, and therefore, you know, once I feel like it's almost like a a battery that's recharging over the next three days. You know, you've got to have the, something ready for them to to hit them yeah. at the weekend. I mean, a lot of e-commerce well, you know what? businesses. The nice it's busy this time, isn't it? It is. It's a good. Obviously, December's you know a, a really really busy month for e-commerce business. But I think the the nice thing about the demo store is that we've got a mechanism to capture lots of emails. So if they're not ready to buy, we we've got we've we've got a very good hook to get the email. Mm. And so we're continually grabbing these the you know these these you know these visitors getting their email address because we've got a good reason for it, which is basically a massive offer. Let's mm. let's keep it simple. Um, so when we want to, if we want to do a sale next weekend, which we probably will be doing, um, we've now we've got you know a couple of well probably three or four thousand email addresses that have not yet bought that we can use to flush out. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's a nice it's a nice mechanism to to do so. The email is kind of the glue. In fact, I was having a conversation on the implementation course tonight, and. One of the things that we that we said, and there was about four people in my little group, and I think you had a, you had a, a few more, but um, in uh, a lot of them were running a newsletter sign up promo at like I think it was like one was doing ten percent off, one was doing fifty percent. Sign up to our newsletter and get fifty percent off your first order. And the problem is with it is that's a pretty uh, pretty poor message it's a pretty poor trigger to get the email it is but these brands also I hate had it. to be honest i hate it when i see yeah. it i hate it because it's really it's well it's just so wishy-washy and it's like you know people kind of go there they yeah. see it and they it's, go well i can like, sign yeah. up for that email whenever i want and i'll get that discount whenever i want and it's got no yeah. offer architecture and if you're listening to this and you're doing a 10 percent or 50 percent off sign up for your first customer order don't don't it's do it. it's because the reason why we don't like it is because a it's not a strong enough hook, so it doesn't actually drive email signups. Um, b you're often giving away ten percent for the sake of it because they'll if they buy they go oh we might as well get the ten percent off because it's not mm. going to end. I.e. you know they just no. when they are ready to buy they go oh, I'll just take that ten percent. So it's not a time bound. It's not a strong enough hook, and. The interesting thing today is that all of the brands that we were chatting to in my little group had uh, sale rooms, outlet rooms. You know, and what I'm about to say, this is a bloody nugget. This is this is a massive nugget, this. Um, but they, these guys were all running the sale, a sale up to, you know, clearance category. And I think one, one had an up to 60% off clearance and the other one had an up to 50% off um one and and so 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 the email hook that you're running doesn't have to be the same as your standard new customer recruitment offer no so what i mean by that is you can use the 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 up to sale you're running in your discount clearance room and Mm. you can say sign up to our exclusive up to 60 percent off early bird clearance be be the first to know basically. Mm. And all you're doing is you get the end, getting the email address 
it's 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 feeding the news the database. It's driving all the behavioural based emails. It's massively going to increase the number of emails you're going to capture. And then you're using your standard recruitment offer of whatever that you know twenty five percent or fifteen twenty percent offer to nudge them. That's going to give them the time bound element. So the nugget that I've just said is that the email data capture hook doesn't have to be the same as your recruitment offer. You can use your sale clearance outlet category prices to make it sound much more exciting. And it stops people in the tracks to go, wow, up to 50% off exclusive discount. Yeah, I'm going to put my email address for that. You don't actually have to direct them to your discount category. You you don't have to email them about it. It's It's just a way of getting the email. Makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And it, it, there's, there's different ways. And we've seen, we've picked this up from different places because we, you know, we've, we've seen people where they can't do the discount off because they don't want to put the discounted price. They don't want to put the pre-discounted price in Google Shopping because they're not going to get any sales because it's like, you know, it's like a couple of dollars here is pretty much affects it. So by having a clearance section, it allows them to get an email address while still running Google Shopping um, you know, as a price comparison site. So it makes sense. Yeah. It works. Um, so one of the ways we can kind of keep uh, basically Christmas, Christmas uh, pre-offers, you've got to get their attention. And sometimes if you use things like a couple of people on the call this morning, were using something called like the 12 days of Christmas. Now, the 12 days of Christmas can be a lot of work because you've got to change your offers every day. You've got to do different things. But if you're like a cosmetics brand or you're um, – homeware brand something like that then it's it is going to work quite well um because it, it, if you well, think it about it they expect to get an email every day yeah, yeah. Mm. and they expect to get an email every day and it makes sense rather than if you just kind of randomly emailed them every day and offer they'd just be like what well, the bloody is going to happen by saying it's the 12 mm. days of christmas they know it's going to finish after 12 days so they'll go okay i'll just i'll just watch it that's kind of interesting. It's an inter- entertainment layer on the business. And, you know, it comes from like the Clinique gift with purchase kind of offer. Like each day Clinique would come out with a, you know, a, a skincare and then the free gift with purchase that day was the eye care. And the next day that you, the, the free gift with purchase was something else. So each day there's a free gift with purchase. And what tends to happen is people tend to buy multiple times through that thing because they go, they don't know what the free gift is going to be on day three and they know that the free gift is that day and they want it. And then another one comes out and they go, Oh, but I want that. And it kind of, it, it kind of works really well, particularly if you're selling cosmetics or home decor um, and those kind of things, because particularly at that time, it's he who gets noticed the most. And therefore giving yourself an excuse to send an email every day means that you're going to get noticed during that key time where people want to buy gifts and um, it's it's done in a subtle, subtle way, um, which yeah. gets it through. It's basically, um, I think but, it, it's focusing on customers when, when they are hot, and they're much more yeah, likely to buy. Yeah. It is. It's the same. It's very simple. It's it's when the sun is shining, we will we will make hay. And take well, it's like when at what point do we want do we want to get their attention? You know, we want to get their attention now. So we need a way of getting in front of them, which is not going to annoy them. And so any excuse you can have for sending emails more than other times is, is, is going to, is going to work, uh, is going to work well. Yeah. So you can do, you can do, do those. I you know we won't be doing it for the demo store because quite frankly, we're too lazy 
we're, we're going to be basically mostly using the weekend strategy of kind of going big at the weekends, using the weekends of December to kind of yeah. flush out the emails that we've we've captured. And we're getting a lot of SMS as well. And we'll probably try that um, as well um, if we continue to get yeah. good sign up. And yeah, that's quite so interesting. It, it I just ties into, just as a side. Yeah, I just quickly mm. say as a side that we we added the SMS capture onto the uh, onto on, on the demo store. Um, so you yeah. so you popped up, you get your email, and then and the second one. This is just in Clavio. It's dead easy to do. Step two, you get the, you get the SMS. Um, mm. And so it's been pretty interesting. I haven't. I think next. I haven't actually got the stats in front of me, but we've had. I think we turned it on about three days ago, and we've had about 300 already, mm. which is better than I thought, actually. Yeah. Less yeah. And it, it, it does get through. It does get through. I mean, I noticed I got a few brands texting me, and, um, and yeah. it, it was kind of it was interesting because, like, I, I hadn't seen their emails, to be honest, Um which, which, you know, you'd think, well, well if they're good. sending me on SMS, they must have sent me an email because otherwise, you know, and it's like, I can see well, them there. And it, I noticed it when it wasn't, I didn't notice on the email. Yeah. And it's a bit like if you, you know, back in the old days when, well, not back in the old days, because people do this now, like like direct mail and brochure drops is having a big resurgence. Um, but we always found that if you if you emailed hard at the same time as you, you, you sent your brochures out and the brochures landed, You'd get you get more out of the out of mm. out of the brochures and out of the customers. It's the same thing. It's it's you you're texting them and you're emailing them. You're going to get more out mm. of them. And the cool thing about the SMSs is, is that when they opt out, they don't opt out from everything. They just opt out from SMS. So yeah. you kind yeah. of got haven't really got anything to lose. Really. No, and obviously you don't want to overuse SMS because it is it is going to. Um, through and you probably want to keep your powder dry for those yeah. big big times when it's important um but you know we'll report back see 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 what yeah what what happens with it um and how much it it, it helps so, and you, the, the way to kind I'll of do it is just give them a different coupon give them a yeah, different coupon you, tell. you know what Mike? you've got a delay on this you're gonna start you're gonna start interrupting me and you're gonna start uh-huh. like having no response when i say something genius You'll just sort of change the subject. I'm like, oh, yeah. Maybe you're just slow. Maybe sat there. No, it's not. I'm faster than you. You've probably got your VPN on. Anyway, um, what mm-hmm. I was saying is the philosophy that you will note that Mark and I are saying is that we drive traffic, we give people a reason to sign up to the email, and we use email to push the offer architecture. And the offer architecture is mm-hmm. time-bound. And that that's basically the easiest formula for it all. Obviously, within it, you have to do the busy restaurant test, you have to do the trust and credibility, reducing anxieties, um, et cetera, et cetera, understanding the job to be done. But once you've got all that right, the, 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 and, and you are particularly selling, you're not selling a rational problem-solving product. Like if you're selling, um, I think the example I used this morning in one of the, um, our strategy sessions was, was if you're selling a fridge in a replacement fridge hinge for your, you know, hot point fridge freezer model XYZ24. You know, that is a very different e-commerce sell than selling a luxurious cashmere lined sleeping 
dressing gown. That's very different, isn't it? So, mm. you know, it's much more of a desirability play. So, you know, but that, that dressing gown, one, they're not going to buy the dressing gown for £800 on the first visit. No way. It's going to take them probably weeks, months to make the decision. So we're much likely to get the email than we are get the get the sale on the first visit. So we try to get the email because we know in the benchmark for getting the email is 10% of new users per month. Mm. So if you have 100,000 new users on your site, new users, by the way, not users and not sessions, new users, we like up to 10% of those. So if you have 100,000 new users on your site in a month, we want 10% of that. So you show, Mark, what's mm. the maths? Because you struggled with this last week. Sorry, whilst you talk, you I, I kind of go to sleep. <laughs> so God, you know, God. I didn't hear what you said. You're so, honestly, <laughs> just when I'm thick-skinned, just like my father. My father's very similar well, to your father. He is, is the he? same man, so it doesn't anyone gets confusing. I should be yeah, seeing him next week. You had to work week. really hard to get you had to get really, you had to work really hard to get any praise of my father. Yeah, he didn't give yeah. it. He would always. I'll get him to re- when he's here. I'll get him to record <laughs> nice things about you, and I'll just send them to you. <laughs> Don't we? Yeah. We should get him on. We should get him on the podcast next week. Yeah, he could talk about the bakery, the bakery business. No, honestly, he'd just go on and on about random stuff, <laughs> and like it wouldn't make any sense. And people would be like, "What is he talking? Why is he talking about cheese?" Be like, "No." Dad, come back. That's the subject. <laughs> and he's just telling you know me the same story like, over and the, over again. This, this, this is the extent of uh, my father's. He listened to the he listened to one podcast out of the hundreds that we've done. Do you know he said? You know what he said? He said he said Ian, Mark's slightly better than you, and that's all he said. Well, there you go. That's that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear and yeah, he listen to any others I said dad I had, a, I had an off day I had a crying baby yeah. in the background yeah Mark doesn't yeah. have these distractions honestly it's funny I've not seen it we're not seeing it honestly because of, because of COVID I've not seen him for two two three years now and um, wow well, so it's because you left quite the UK thing. it's your fault yes you Stuck left in the UK Zealand. it's your fault <laughs> yeah I know I know um, one thing oh, I just wanted to say, which I've been noticing, which I thought people would be quite interesting is, so we, we've got the, one thing we do look at is, is we've got this buyer quadrant, buyer, buyer type quadrant, and it, it kind of like has four quadrants. You don't really need to understand, but basically it ma- measures the engagement of your site. So like if you've got high um, session duration on your site and high pages per visit, then obviously you've got high engagement. And if you've got low um pages for visit and low session duration, then you've got, you know, not much engagement. And what I'm finding is that those sites where they've got high engagement, um, people are doing really well with lives, like selling from a, like a live audience. And this, this wasn't mm. really, this wasn't really part of e-commerce even last year, really, or, or the year before. And it, it, it's kind of like the, the, the technology's come for people to be able to do it um, better to engage with the lifts and all that kind of stuff. And I, I've been seeing quite a few people on, on our programs who are coming and saying, you know, I've done really well with, with lives. And it, it's actually, think I was, I was talking to someone who sells homeware 
on the call this morning. And, I, you know, if you look at like the Cox and Coxes of the world now who are, you know, doing the, the huge, they can't really do lives yeah. that as much as some of these founder businesses because they've lost that personal element to the business. You know, basically, what is the business of Cox and Cox now? It's basically a massive warehouse, isn't it? It's a massive yeah. warehouse where the white you know, company. The buy, yeah, and the white companies are trying a warehouse. To, yeah. Whereas you've got these kind of like, you know, 5 million, 4 million, 3 million pound a year or dollar a year um, home decor cars, which are very much founder-led. And people are buying into that founder. And therefore, they can kind of disrupt these bigger players with these lives because they can kind of, you can connect directly with the person's choosing it and they kind of buy into that vision. And and it's working really well. And there's, there's an energy about a live um, that that sells stuff it, it it really does if you can do it if you can do it right and I, I did a first i did my first workshop um last week and it, and it went really well i did a live a live workshop and I, I didn't actually give people a replay of it and i, I and interestingly enough a couple of people did ask for a replay who were, were in australia and i kind of gave them a replay but none of them none of them bought from it the only people who bought from it really were the people who were live and the energy of a live of something live is different. And I think we're going to start to see this becoming a big part of e-commerce mm. moving forward in certain industries, in certain markets, like, you know, like the, 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 like the spare part for your fridge, you know, no one's going to do a live and it's like, Oh, yeah. look, I'm doing a live for all these spare parts. Look, Ooh, who wants a hinge? It's like, no, it's not going to work. But if you've got like a business where you've got engagement or you've got a hobby-based business, so like my friend Graham who runs the fishing business, he would do like well with lives because they love the new stuff. Like what's come in? Look at this new Shaman Rio. What's on? Maybe, you know, if he did like a, a weekly live on a Monday of his six weekly deals and actually talked about them, that would do really well. Um, it's yeah. just adding that element. And if you think about it, we always talk about the offer architecture as being the entertainment layer of the business. And so you're kind of adding the entertainment layer with the live to it. And I think it's going to be, because if you think about it with business to business, anybody, not business to business, because that means business to business, but in any business transaction, people have a level of trust with you and seeing someone live, it just accelerates that layer of trust so much quicker than if you're sitting there on a static website and it's just moving yeah. around and clicking around and stuff. And, that, and that's you know, why there's a trend. That, sorry, that, that's why there's a trend for, for the smaller e-com businesses that are doing, you know, the two to five to 10 million turnover to bring the founders into, into the, the forefront of it, particularly homeware mm. type, you know, yeah. Yeah. you know, lifestyle type uh, products. Because what, does, what do the founders do? They add personality. What does the personality do? It adds, it's, it, it adds trust. And, you know, mm. what does a brand do? A brand is a, is a trust element. It's a reassurance. It's, it's a mark of, um, of credibility and a trust. Um, mm. And it's the same thing that bringing the personality out gives. It, it, it gives that element of trust. So it's, it's basically shortcut to a brand. Yeah, and it's your differentiation, it? and it's where you can disrupt. I mean, the, the, the white company founder's not going to come and do a live. He'd be out of his out of his complete comfort zone like i'm a financial no, it was a woman mark oh was why. it i thought it was yeah what well, was oliver well you know but he was he was the md oh was he 
Yeah. Yeah, but it was founded by a woman. She's still in it, but actually she isn't, you know, but they, they now feature the, the buyers and the designers, you right. know, not the, the trying, you know, so it's the designers and it's mm-hmm. the buyers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it isn't, you, yeah, you don't find the, the founder. But at the end of the day, you need every trick in your book. Now, if you're launching a homeware mm. business, you're doing, you know, two, five, ten million. You need, you, you basically need to get people to buy from you, not somebody else. So you need mm. to leverage every last little bit, bit of clever marketing you possibly can. And if you, that means pulling out your personality and your, and bringing the founders of the business, you know, to give trust and credibility, you do it. It's, it's interesting How because I, would, I was very reluctant to do it, and I knew I needed to do a workshop a live workshop for, for about two years and I'd put it off and I'd put it off and I'd put it off and I did it. And I was like, God, that was easy. That, and it condensed everything into yeah. a short period of time and it, and it really worked. And, but I think it was what, what's in people's minds is that they're already busy and then you've got to have all this new um, machinery work. And first of all, you've got to work out how it goes live, how you communicate it, how you get people on there and all that kind of stuff. But I think it's one of those things that once you've done it once, you can do it again and again because you can kind of like, you know, like with my Philippine team, I can now go and say, right, this is how we do a workshop. This is what we do on this day. This is the email you send. You just ask me these little bits and and you can kind of make it work. But it is one of those game changers if you're in those kind of businesses that, yeah, it could work. It could work really well. And, and people want to see people yeah. these days. They really do. Um, and I think that the brands that don't ultimately are going to live. Behind. Having said that, our demo store, do we have any plans to do any lives? No, absolutely not. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it comes down. But that's not that kind of business, is it? It's certainly not. No, well, really it, well it kind of is. It kind of is. Yeah. It could work, but the reason we're not doing it is because, well, we, we are time poor and we're, we're busy. We're doing it for a bit of fun, just as, a, as a, some, something to demonstrate on the podcast. Yeah. Um, but, we, but also, we're getting the rowers we need at the moment yeah. in order to pay for the I containers. I think you should go up. live, Ian, and start selling pillows and like do a kind of like uh, yeah, yeah. You should do a kind of like a, a, a QVC style offer. And it's like yeah. who's offered? Who's going to be? Ching, ching. there's an order coming in. Ring the bell. Yeah. Yeah. You get You'd be good on the home shopping channel. You'd be good on the home shopping channel, to be honest. Yeah. I'd be dreadful. I'd just yeah. be dreadful. Today's off. price. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, this is rubbish. <laughs> this doesn't, this vegetable slicer doesn't work. Don't buy this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, oh, anyway, nice. we'll finish there. We'll finish we'll do there. It. Yeah. Awesome, yeah. guys. Thank okay. you very much. We'll speak to you all soon. Cheers. Yeah.